Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, Midnight Prayer Watch, we are live. What's good, everybody? I'm your humble host, Delta, coming back at you one more again. I just want to invite you all to tonight's prayer point, oh my goodness, (laughs) when I tell you this one, this one had me like, oh, this might be a two-parter tonight. I don't know. You know, Holy Spirit is just going to move. Where is the fear at today? Like, where is the fear that you may be feeling? Displaced fear is what I like to call it. And where is that lying today for you? So, oh my goodness. Woo. The prayer point tonight. Trust me, you want to stay tuned in as we move into our intercessory prayer time. We thank you all again for submitting your prayer requests. Let's get into this intercessory prayer time and approach the throne room with Abba. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to be able to be your hands and feet, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we are just so humbled to be a platform that you have designed, that you have allowed us to just walk in the the being faithful and little so that you can entrust us with more, Lord. And Father, we just thank you that there's so many hearts that are being turned towards you this season and not being turned aside to the enemy, Father. There are so many people that are seeking your face this season and really wanting to know you more, Father, even rededicating their lives to you and identifying with Holy Spirit, that there are some things that they need to become consecrated of. Oh, Father, the consecration is so real this season. And we just know that your Holy Spirit is being poured out in volumes like never before, Lord. So we are just so grateful that we have an opportunity to first and foremost be filled with your breath of life. Oh, We thank you for your Ruach, Father God, that your breath, it fills us and it gives us an opportunity to do your will, the way in which you intend for it to be done, Father. And Lord, we just uplift those that have provided their prayer requests um, throughout this week. During this live watch, Father, we uplift those that are, are standing in agreement, Father God, for their families that are standing on the tower even tonight, Father, that may not even be um, uh, joining us live, but are, are making their stand in the spirit, Father God, during this most effective prayer watch hour. We stand in agreement with those people, Father, that are just rapidly feeling the tugging. Oh, Lord, there's there's so much change. There's so much movement that's taking place in the world today, that everybody seems to be going through it. Everyone seems to turn around and another loved one has been lost. Everyone is turning around and 
another job has been lost. Everyone is turning around and there's so much thievery taking place in the spirit. There's so much stealing that's taking place in the spirit. There's so much destruction and killing that's taking place, Father God, that people are just feeling helpless and hopeless, Lord. But we know, Father God, that you have promised us good plans that you have said in your word that with long life, you will satisfy us and show us your salvation, Father. We know that you say in your word, Father God, that you are faithful to perform it, Lord. <laughs> and that through you, Father God, we can, we, or through your son, rather, we can do all things in Christ Jesus who strengthens us. And so all of those those um, circumstances that we're facing, all of the storms that seem to be stirring up right now, oh, at the moment where we say, well, what else can happen? What more else can happen to us? What else is going to happen to us, Lord? Uh, Father, we look to the cross during those times that we remember just how tiny we are. We remember that we were yet dust before you breathed your breath of life into us and brought us fully alive, Abba. Oh, Father, we were just in our wickedness, that we were darkness <laughs> and not light until you came, Father, and showed us mercy. Oh, Father, help us to keep in perspective those things that seem so big. <laughs> help us to keep into perspective, Father God, that the things that seem to be so glaring this season that have taken our attention off of you are only so tiny when we focus our eyes on you, when we focus our attention and our purpose, our energy, our resource, our time on the things which you have preordained for us. Father, help us not to be distracted by those counterfeits. Help us not to be distracted by our flesh that is innately wicked. Oh, Father, and only through you have we been reconciled. <laughs> For we are the righteousness of you, Abba, in Yahushua, our Lord. Oh, Father, that perspective, we just... Loose it right now. Oh, Lord, we loose it right now over our prayer watchers, over our community, over anyone that may be tuning into Midnight Prayer Watch Live. Father, we loose that perspective that says that you are bigger <laughs> than any problem, that you are the solution to all equations. Thank you, Father. You are the solution to all equations. And if we would just look to the end and not be so worried about the beginning of the problem, but look past the equal sign to see you, Lord, the problem is not complicated any longer. Oh, Father, we dismantle those algebraic equations, that trigonometry that gets our, our eyes crossed with looking at it. 
that starts to get us palm sweaty. Oh, Lord, we lose it right now. And we break free, dismantle right now the complexity of problems that is trying to twist our, our version of, of life, of, of doing life with you. Because the only thing that we should be fixated on is the cross. The only thing we should be fixated on is that you have already came and done it. <laughs> You've already solved all problems, weathered all storms. And you have given us that same power and authority to stand with the resurrection power of the blood of the lamb in Yahushua HaMashiach, our Lord and Savior, Father. We just press in right now into your promises. We press in to what you have declared and decreed over our lives will come to pass. And we thank you, Abba. We pray that as we move into another new month, a month that is full of agendas, a month that is full of remembering history, that we declare and decree that it is our identity in you that we keep at the forefront of our mind, that there's no evil agenda, there is no plan or campaign from the enemy that will be able to distract us from being about our father's business this season. Yes, we declare and we decree it in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, I just thank you for this time again. I pray that you would take hold of my tongue as we release the prayer point, as we discuss those things that you have laid on our hearts. And as you do the work, Father God, it is all you. Father, you get the increase and I decrease. And I pray all these things in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, your son. Jesus, Yahushua, we pray. Amen. It's that time where we are going in to what I had mentioned earlier in the broadcast here. Uh, the prayer point specifically referring to, do you fear the Lord? Are you maybe displacing fear overall in something that has nothing to do <laughs> with what you should have your mind focused on at all. So I just want us to, to recognize this tonight. Just um when I was when I was receiving this download, oh, it was a it was a big like I've been praying and and in study and and praying some more <laughs> on how does Holy Spirit want this to come out. So I've, I've, the reason why I felt like even before we went live, I was praying about just how, how this should be released is because it is really going to like either make you tight on the broadcast. <laughs> Some people may drop, I know. And that's okay. That's okay. Is either going to make you upset or it's going to like really touch something deep inside. So I, I just, um, I just hope that you hang in there with me, but if not, I get, I just, you know, like I've said in the past, at least get mad enough. If you have to drop, 
to go find out for yourself. At least do that. That's that's all I'm asking for. So when you hear fear the Lord, there there is a you know a couple of different scriptures that come to mind, and I like to call them like cliche scriptures, scriptures that we learn in Sunday school and things like that. But I had to grab this picture off online because, you know, the Internet wins all the time. So anybody see Denzel training day? Oh, my goodness. And that face. So it does this not explain to you where I'm at with this. Like, do you fear the Lord? So so his face is telling it everybody, all, all everybody listening to the podcast. I, I just ask for you to go back and watch this on youtube because the face says it all you mean to tell me you fear the coronavirus before you don't fear god what i'm gonna have to take a sip of tea on that one too you mean to tell me you fear the coronavirus what 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 variant are we on omicron um um uh, transformer bear. I don't know. Listen, it's getting a bit ridiculous. But let let if you get caught up in these little things, like these little impressions that happen in our seasons of of going through life, and oh my goodness, it was Ebola. Oh my goodness, it was Zika. Oh my goodness, it was H one N one. SARS. All this. Whoo! Is anybody like like catching this thing? Right. So. Now we are in fear. We are living in fear. Are you one of these people that is dealing with this today? Like this is why we're we're here tonight because what I felt like and myself included, like this this does not preclude me is that there's so much fear being uh um pressed into the spirit like it's it's truly a spiritual thing that's taking place and the enemy is capitalizing on people's fear to bring about an agenda and this is the thing that we have to understand that there's always an agenda of the enemy at work it may look like it's helpful it may look like it was meant to serve protect shield uh prevent whatever but at the end of the day, there is a goal that the enemy has for our lives, and that's to kill, steal, and destroy from us. And that's happened so many different times and ways prior that even predate me. <laughs> Before my life happened, there was so much stuff that was taking place. And, and even as we look at things that took place prior to us, like if, if we're talking about like biblical times, it's the same agenda. Where are we at, y'all? Where are the people at? Because this is just crazy. This is crazy that people don't see it. And I don't know if it's because you have to have these spiritual eyes or what, but this is where I'm at, right? So this is the face. <laughs> this is my face. I'm giving people like, wait a second. What? <laughs> because you over here fearing man over God, God himself. And so I had to make sure that we were washed in the word because there was a few, there were a few um, highlights or bullet points I want to make sure that we catch tonight specific to this. And this is why I said this might be a two-parter because there's so much 
enriching information in the word, which holds the truth that I really want to unpack for us tonight. So starting with the main scripture that I think everybody has heard specifically as it relates to fear of the Lord, Psalms 111.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. How many people have heard that? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So you can't have wisdom unless you fear the Lord because wisdom only comes from the, from the Lord. It only comes from Abba. So if you're out here asking for wisdom from this God and that God and doing this or trying to take a class and all that, that's not, that's not really, that's, well, let's just say that's not godly wisdom. <laughs> let's call it that. So this is where I want you all to understand. It starts, it starts here, the beginning of wisdom, it, the fear of the Lord. And then like when I was talking about biblical times and how this is not nothing new, <laughs> that that this is just a recycled plan because the enemy cannot create. The only person that can create rather is the creator. And that's capital G-O-D. So it's just recycling and, and lying and accusing and perverting. And it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. Like the same things that our ancestors dealt with is like, how many times are you going to get delivered? This is back in the children of Israel days when they were wandering around before they had a king and the judges. How many times are you going to get judged, delivered? Somebody's going to be raised up a prophet and then you're just going to fall back into the bells and the asterisks. Like, this is where I'm at today. You're just going to fall back into the bells and the asterisks and worshiping someone that is not your God. And it's like, have we not learned from our own ancestors? Like, don't they talk about this thing in families where you talk through like, hey, this is what we dealt with in this generation. So we're going to pass this on to our next generation. So they don't got to deal with the craziness that we just went through or they don't have to be persecuted. They don't have to be, you know, slept on, whatever might be the case in the family. Like, I'm pretty sure that's something real, that that's something that happens, that your family passes on, you know, like family recipes, family trade secrets. They pass it off trusts and all this kind of stuff. Why are they not passing on? Like, listen, you better not forget the Lord and what he did. And, and, and Joshua said it, Moses said it like, hey, we got to remember what he delivered us from, where we came from. So we're going to stay watching this word as we always do. Midnight prayer watch. So I want us to, to catch this main scripture for the prayer point. And then I want to go into a couple of different areas that really show us the fear of God is for real, for real. So y'all hang with me because like I said, this might, this might touch some people. <laughs> and by touch, I mean like it might touch you in a way where you're going to be like, uh-uh, I don't know about that, Delta. <laughs> so first we're going to do is we're going to get into Deuteronomy, y'all, because this was back in Moses' times where Moses was saying and Joshua was saying like, listen, I don't know what y'all doing out here, but the only way that you can 
stay in this in this season is to to worship the Lord, to fear Him, and to make sure that you love Him with all your heart and all your soul. Everybody heard that before. Love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul. That's where we're at right now. So thank you, support team, uh, Smart Tools Enterprise, our affiliate market. We've got to shout them out. Our affiliate partner, Smart Tools Enterprises. We appreciate everything you do for us, making Midnight Prayer Watch come to life every single week. And now we've got online Bible. So here we go. Deuteronomy 10. 12 is a verse that we'll start with. And now Israel, this is uh, Moses talking to Israel. What doth the Lord thy God require of thee, but to fear the Lord thy God. The first thing that he said, fear him to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. Listen, I don't know about how you all read the word, but I take it pretty literally when it comes to a sequence of information. And in this one, I would have to say that the first thing that came out of Moses' mouth was to fear the Lord. (laughs) I don't know about you all, but I'm taking note. I am taking note of that. So we definitely need to make sure, even Joshua was saying that after Moses is like, do you not fear the Lord? Like what is going on? You know, that's the first thing we have to do. And that was one of the areas that the children of Israel continued to get entrapped with is that they forgot what happened to fear the Lord. They forgot that they got delivered from Egypt. They forgot about all the plagues that the Lord came down and was like, I'm coming for my people. You are the people that I chose. And they forgot about walking through the wilderness and they shoes, they shoes not getting worn out. They forgot. And that's one of the things that the Lord said to Moses is like, they're going to forget and they're going to turn away from me and they're going to worship the bells and the asterisks. And there were so many rules back then And I'm so grateful that there's so many things that we don't have to keep in mind. But this thing has traveled from Old Testament, the biblical time frame, to New Testament when Jesus came and they was like, listen, what should we be doing, Jesus? And when the Pharisees was testing them. And they even said in that time, like, are we not fearing the Lord? <laughs> what is what is happening? So this is this is the question for the prayer point is do you fear the Lord or do you fear other things? Other things that obviously everything else would be man is in my mind how we categorize it. You either fearing the Lord or you fearing man. So this is why I wanted to start here because it pre it like predates us back like our ancestors, ancestors kind of thing. So how are we, how are we not catching this lesson that so many people in our own families have had to endure the consequences of because they did not, they did not like, like guys probably like, y'all really don't, y'all really don't like get me (laughs) y'all or y'all really think I'm playing out here in these streets or something like, it, it was crazy because he 
he kept like having these moments with different prophets along the way. And this was another thing that I wanted us to look at because he just had these moments and I felt, I felt like he was speaking to us in so many different people, so many different circumstances about how like he was so sorrowful that we were just not catching what he's saying. It's as simple as like, I fear me. I'm the only one you should love and fear, love with all your heart and your soul. And everything else is good. You're good after this. What is happening? Like, I really think the Lord is over here, like, just, you know, like with his hands on his face, like, what is going on, my people? So this is the first scripture. But I wanted us to get into another scripture as we talk about being watching the word, y'all. So this was specifically when Samuel was on the scene and Samuel was asked by the children of Israel, we want a guy, a king rather than walks among us. Like, wait a second, what? <laughs> and it was like grieving Samuel to no end. So I wanted to show you all this one because this one is this one is good. This is what goes back to, like I said, so many different people that have had this um they've had this ignorance <laughs> that has translated from generation to generation and we haven't been able to catch this and i'm hoping that this i'm hoping that this uh that this 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 sticks to you some kind of way <laughs> so um this one the israelites came to samuel and said listen, we want a king that walks among us. First Samuel 12, 17, we see that Samuel's calling out the children of Israel, like, y'all are so wicked. Like, you're asking for a king, but the Lord has been your king. And so you want someone to just walk among you? And so then Samuel was like, okay, you know, Abba, what, what do I do? And then and he was just like calling to the Lord and said, here's what this is. And he said, at this time, there was like, this was the time of harvest where there was no real rain that's happening. But the Lord was like, he sent sun, he sent thunder and rain that day. And all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And then, of course, now we get people that are in repentance because this is the trend is like um, a miracle, a sign, a wonder, a plague being stopped or whatever. Then everybody's like, oh, we're going to repent, Lord. We're so sorry. We forgot what you did for us. And then we go back to serving you for a little while. And then we come back and do the same stuff all over again. And I say we, because this is our, our fathers and our mothers and our ancestors in this, like this vicious cycle. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. And so then uh, after this happened, you know, Samuel's telling people because they're all like in in fear. Like, can you imagine like sheer fear? Because what we asked for is happening. But they're saying that once you give us this king, you know, he's he's just not going to treat you like he he's not the Lord. He's not Abba Father. So now Samuel's like telling the people, okay, uh, fear not. Ye have ye have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord but serve the Lord with all your heart. 
And then in verse 24, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart for consider how great things he hath done for you. But if you shall still do wickedly, ye shall be consumed both ye and your king. And we all know what happened to Saul, not a good outcome for Saul. And the other part that um, I felt like was just helping us understand, like unpacking this fear of the Lord. Cause I mean, these are, this is a, this is a real deep subject. Cause there's so many instances where it talks about fearing God all up and through the word. And <clears throat> it's just, it, I'm trying to bring the point home <laughs> because there's so many examples and, and scriptures and passages where it's truly the commandment is to fear him, but we are missing it. So this other part um, is just about like how everybody seems to be worshiping a God that somehow people don't realize they're worshiping other gods. It's so strange to me. Like, for example, let me try to make this real. If you are worshiping football, if you are putting to the side the things that the Lord has for you, the time that you have spent with the Lord to watch football, then you might not be fearing the right God. <laughs> I'm just saying. And then there's other there's other things too. Is like, do you put to the side time to get into the word or devotional? Because again, you fear maybe your spouse. Am I am I touching somebody's heart with that? Oh, I don't know where that came from. Or maybe you fear your parents. And okay, I get that. You know, there's a expectation of honoring your mother, your father, and things like that. But even Jesus told Mary and Joseph, like, you're gonna have to come up off me because I'm about my father's business. So I think there's there's some ignorance still, and we have to be. We have to be real with ourselves that the ignorance is in our bloodline. <laughs> the ignorance is in our bloodline. If you can't see it in how everybody that predates us in the Bible was just doing the same cycle all over again. It just was packaged differently by the enemy. Or it was just packaged differently where people thought they was doing it, but they wasn't really doing it. Deception. The trickery, all of these things that the enemy use these tactics to try to get us off our square. So this is the last part I wanted to bring up in the Old Testament where it talks about fearing other gods. I'm going to try to tee this up very quickly. So first Samuel and chapter five. So the Ark of the Covenant was um, kind of like the holiest thing where the Lord resided. There were specific specifications that he gave for it to be created in the days of Moses, everything. So during this time, Israel is always fighting the, the Philistines. This is kind of the theme in uh, the Old Testament, especially in um, like numbers through Chronicles. So here come the Philistines again. And the Ark was captured after the Philistines actually like won over Israel. Had You know, it hadn't happened before, but there were times where um, the Israelites got delivered into their enemy's hands because they wasn't doing right by the Lord. Like he told them, like, why are you going out there? You are not being um, covered by me. So this is what happens. Anyway, so starting in chapter five, 
it talks about how the ark of the uh, um, how the ark of God was captured by the Philistines, and they tried to do some shystiness. So they tried to really throw shade and put the ark of our God next to the house of Dagon, who was their God. And they set the ark right by whatever, you know, Dagon. It sounds like Dagon took me like, I, this is not biblical at all, but I was thinking like dragon when I was thinking Dagon. So I don't know. I had to do some more research on what this thing looks like, but they put the ark next to Dagon and then they thought, oh, you know, this is kind of like um, throwing it in God's face. Like, okay, you're going to sit next to our God because we done captured you, the ark of the Lord. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, it's not just us having to fear the Lord, our God, but the enemy has to fear the Lord, our God. Even Jesus told Satan, like, you need to worship the Lord, your God, because guess what? He still is your God. He's the God of gods. He's, he's almighty himself. So this was an example of kind of this, this like who are you trying here like like the like the god that i know my relationship with abba i could just see him being like uh-uh they tried me so i had to put them down so they put the ark next to dagon the philistines god then they woke up the next morning and guess what dagon as it says in in chapter and uh the the verse three was on his face <laughs> on his face not just on his face in a certain position but before the ark of the lord like yeah you gonna have to get down because you already know what time it is and so then they tried him again they i guess they thought oh this must have been a coincidence <laughs> the the earth shook or something crazy right so then they did the same thing they took Dagon, put him back and then they put him right back next to the ark and then it was like oh okay so so abba probably was like yeah so y'all didn't learn the lesson now i am the god of gods to be feared above every body every created thing bows to me then so the second time they got up dagon was falling on his face to the ground and then the head was chopped off so it's it chopped off and the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold. Only the stump or the torso was left to him. Ooh. Oh, if, if that's not touching somebody, I don't know. <laughs> like, think about this, right? This is the Lord of hosts, our God whom we serve. There is no other. There is nothing above him period point blank like god of gods alpha and omega the creator the beginning and the end Whew. all of that and they had the audacity to put the ark of the covenant his holy ground holy place next to their god oh my goodness this is this is not going to end well for the philistines <laughs> So that's the second time, right? So then then as it goes on, it talks about how now the priests of Dagon 
or no one is like, we're not coming into this house no more. Okay, we getting the message. And so not only is is Abba like cutting them down, like what you doing, Dagon? I don't know what this is about. You know, I am sovereign. Okay, Alpha and Omega. So you y'all get the point. Then <laughs> when he came back, the the priest like, we're not going into the house no more. It it didn't just stop in the house now. Now people in Ashdod, which is where the um, the temple of Dagon was at, they were wrought with tumors and plagues. And it's like, it's, it's like, how do you all not catch this? Like, it's not just about fearing God because we fear him as his children, because that's like that, that fatherly fear that comes with, you know, like, okay, I know. I don't know. I get it right all the time. And I know you're here to correct me to make sure I get it right. But it's also about making sure that we know that he's not just sovereign over us. <laughs> it's not, we don't choose a little G God to serve. We choose the God, the God, the big G, Elohim, Yahuwah, Yahweh. We serve him. And because we know how infinite he is, how omniscient he is, however present he is, anything that is challenged or tries to, because you can't even challenge, they're not on the same level now. The devil not on the same level now. Is not, it's not no competition. <laughs> it's no competition at all. Like he dragging them in the streets. So how we are not catching this is like i i i know it's the ignorance is in our bloodline but i also know that people are being deceived and this is why i wanted us to get into the word to understand that it goes back it goes back it goes back and that even um there's a scripture too in first chronicles but there was even a time where there was this uh uh moving of the ark so david had become king this is after what happened with dagon so david had become king and they moved the ark and then when they moved the ark <laughs> there was there was like this procession and um david was trying to bring it from uh where it was at to the city of david and jerusalem where he was at and there was like this like time frame where David had said afterward, like he didn't consult the Lord. <laughs> and David was like, you know, man of God, heart, heart for God, you know, wanted to know God's heart. And up until that point, like he was just, you know, I'm about, I'm about G-O-D. I'm out here. You know me, that kind of thing. But while they were moving the ark, someone in the procession had touched the ark um, unnecessarily, let's call it. <laughs> His name was Uzzah. And he touched it because the oxen that was carrying the ark had stumbled. So he was trying to catch the ark from having it fall. But Abba did not like that. <laughs> he was like, his, it says his, his anger was kindled towards Uzzah. And he struck him right there dead. He struck him dead. Like, I just, you know, I think about those times and I'm like, there's so much patience with us these days because... I don't know if anybody's being struck and dead for, you know, touching something that's holy. 
maybe maybe in the spirit maybe there's there's something happening there but i just i think that you know that there's a patience with us that we take for granted and then this point too was was important for me to mention this is because david feared the lord that day and he from what we've seen throughout the word had not had that kind of fear before like he knew but he knew knew after that because then he was like well how am i gonna get the ark to me so i just wanted to to leave you all with that piece and this is something like i said it's gonna be something that i'm asking holy spirit to just unpack for all of us because i was having this conversation with my significant other the other day when it came to you know fearing the lord and how something is happening y'all <laughs> something is happening where it's just it's just not um it's not translated anymore <laughs> it's not translated for us anymore and i think we have to realize that we are mistaken at times and there's so much um there's so much credit being given to the enemy when things don't go our way. How many of us, put my hand up, are in that season where we feel like this went wrong? Oh, the devil's trying to steal my joy. Oh, and and this didn't go exactly right. Oh, I'm not going to let the devil steal my peace. And, you know, it's just like you get, we give so much credit to the devil where we have to recognize that he is not nowhere near, not nothing close to the level of our God. Nowhere near. He got cast out. He's nowhere close. Like he's more like um likened to like uh an arch archangel like Michael or Gabriel. Nowhere close to the sovereignty of our God. But yet a lot of times, because we are we are flesh, because we are human, we're looking for something to rationalize the bad things that we feel like are bad things that are happening in life, that we can't see that every created thing came from the Lord. Even the depths, the deeps, the deep rather came from the Lord. He created it all. He created all of the angels, everything. Like, think about this. Like, really think about this because it's, it's like, something that I'm still chewing on as well, because I was always um, taught that there's good and there's evil. And that in a sense is true because we, we are trying to make it like make sense in our tiny little human brains. Um, and remember, we only use a very small percentage of this thing. Um, and that's by design, right? That's how the Lord created us. And we're trying to make it like, not not to the point where we feel like again people are only just taking the popcorn sugary candy coat coated part of the word and saying you know oh our father loves us and he would never harm us and he would never forsake us and all those things are true they do hold true but there's also a part of the word that we have been unpacking tonight that says we must fear the lord like who are we to challenge him? The God, the I am, the I am that I am, the one that parted the Red Sea, the one 
that sends abundant rain when you ask for the one that listens everyone when they ask for prayers and the, and the praise and the worship and like i just i just don't think we are we are we're selling ourselves short on how infinite our father in heaven really is and and back to what i was saying about this and and if if y'all have another perspective on it, we we definitely um you know are not one here at midnight prayer watch to feel like we've got all the answers. We're still trying to figure it out too. We try to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, just like everybody else. What I would say is if everything was created by our father in heaven, everything, right? He even used he even uses the the distressing spirits like think about this he uses distressing spirits and sent to Saul because Saul was out here trying to do his own thing this is after he already told you not getting the kingdom like after that so he uses the distressing spirits right so now it's like okay that just unlocks something else it's like oh my goodness but that that's not good like Saul was tormented right oh hmm so if if there are things that can come to us, but are sent from Abba. <laughs> I don't know if y'all are catching this. This is why I'm talking about, do we fear the Lord? If there are things that are coming to us that are tormenting, seeming tormenting, distressing us, that feel like it's coming, it's, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, how is this happening? Oh my goodness, I'm losing my house. Oh my goodness, I lost my job. Oh my goodness, how did this take place? If there are things like this that are happening, y'all, and we are putting too much credit on the enemy, the devil, but it's all meant for our good, (laughs) then the only thing that is wicked, if everything that the Lord does and has for us is perfect and good, then the only wicked or evil is man. I had to pause on that one. The only wicked or evil is man. So I hope y'all are catching this. I hope I'm unpacking. Oh, Holy Spirit, just, just minister to people's hearts because it's your words, not my words, and just prick them wherever they need to be pricked. But I I don't know if y'all are y'all. Uh, seeing this like you may have lost that house and that might have been a a terrible season it may have come with a lot of of sleepless nights it may have come with some couch crashing it may have come with some i'm only eating ramen noodles tonight who knows you may have lost that house But what if you knew that losing that house was Abba's plan? Because he knew that two years down the line, there would be an earthquake and you would be in the house and the house would have fallen on you. Then what would it be? Then what would we feel? In that situation, we would be like, oh, thank you, God, for, for taking that house away from me. Are y'all catching this? <laughs> thank you.
thank you, God, for taking that house away from me because you saw what happened at the end of the road, at the end of the line. Remember, he's the beginning and the end. But because our vision is so short-sighted, but because our perspective is not fully washed in the resurrection power of the blood, we only see that we lost that house. And what do we do? We blame the devil. When really, we need to understand the infinite sovereign power of the God whom we serve. So, oh, I just, I hope that that touches somebody in in the same place that it's touching me because there are times that I do the same thing. I'll be like, no, you can't come for this. No, you can't steal my joy. No, you can't take this from me. Oh, I think it is just, it's, it's it's not an easy pill to swallow. It is, we are, oh my goodness, we are getting so much out of just understanding this and unpacking it. And it's not us, it's, it's Holy Spirit edifying us in the word. And that's why I wanted to share it with everyone this evening. So if this is something that you are also like, what is going on with this fear of the Lord? I had no idea that it was this deep <laughs> and it is deep because this has been said over our bloodline generation after generation after generation. But if you are right now feeling that tugging, if you are feeling like, who is this Lord that I need to fear? And I've never heard this ever before. Whether you're tuning in live or whether you're listening to the replay or the podcast later. Oh my goodness, this might be Holy Spirit saying this is your time. This might be the conviction in your heart that's required in order to come into repentance. Because first we have to ask for forgiveness and have a repentant heart before we can know him, before we can have that perspective shift that it's not always something evil coming up against you. So if you are in that place right now and you are saying, oh my goodness, it's time for me to make a change, then we have placed our salvation prayer. We do this every midnight prayer watch because this is the most important part of this journey is that you got to start with a relationship with our father. And so if you are feeling so inclined right now, then we ask, humbly ask that you say this prayer with us, recite it with us now and ask him into your heart and life and start that new fear. Change that fear wherever it's this place right now and put it in the Lord and know that he will take care of you because he said we are his people established unto us. He will not forsake us or leave us for his namesake. So here's our salvation prayer. Everybody recite it with us. You're ready to take that first step and get to know your Lord and Savior. God, I come to you asking for forgiveness. I confess that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe that you sent your son, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, paying the penalty for my sins. And he was raised from the grave and is alive right now and coming again. 
I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. In your name I pray. Amen. Mm, 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 mm. Oh my goodness. If you just said this prayer, we are rejoicing with you. The angels are rejoicing with you right now. It is praise party time. Oh, they stop. That's what it says in the word. They stop and they rejoice for but one that comes into uh into new life, into new creation with our father in heaven. And so as we talk about on Midnight Prayer Watch, it's just a sobering thought to think about how many people that truly are in the space where you feel alone, where you feel like there is no one else, where you feel like nobody cares about you, where you feel like even that if you were not here, that there would not be anyone that would recognize, that there would not be anyone that would bat an eye. I've been there. And this is why it's important in Midnight Prayer Watch for us to just acknowledge that, that there are times we're going through it. There are times where temporarily we feel like it is it's not worth it. And I just want to submit to you that there is a father in heaven that created you for a purpose, for a specific purpose, for a reason. And he does not have plans for you to not be here. There is a reason why he created you and that this is the opportunity that so many people um, fail to realize how good he is and how perfect he is and that he wants to see you have generation. He wants you to see your generation's generations. <laughs> he says it in his word, y'all. He wants you to prosper and have good success. We don't take this lightly. There have been so many reports of people, even in the beginning of this new season, that have decided to take their own lives. And that really just affects us at Midnight Prayer Watch. So I just wanted to take the time to just, you know, spend a little bit more time to talk about our resources because we specifically offer a support group that deals with depression and anxiety. And that's because my own testimony of being someone that is still pressing into the healing that comes with getting free from depression and anxiety. And it can happen. It is possible. It will be our outcome is what we declare and we decree. And I just want you all to know that it's it's something that <clears throat> if you ever feel like your life is not worth living anymore. If you ever feel like the, the voices are too loud that are telling you that it's better to not be here, put that devil down. Do not come into agreement with that lie, that bold-faced lie, because you are here for a reason. I'm telling you, Midnight Prayer Watch, I am telling you, Delta is the host of Midnight Prayer Watch. And as a fellow believer in the body of Christ, as someone that wants you to manifest everything the Lord has for you, 
take captive that thought and bring it subject to what Jesus says about you. And he says that you are worth him dying on the cross. So your life is precious. Your life is valuable. Your life is not shaped by what others say about you, not how many followers you have, not how many likes, not how many subscribers you have. Your life is precious and it is worth living. Do not make a decision because of a temporary problem and you make that long-term decision you can't come back from. So if you are in need of help, you don't know where to start, just connect with us. We would be so humbled to be able to get you engaged in our support resources and services. So we are remembering those people that we've heard of thus far in this new season that have unfortunately made the decision to take their lives. It's happening. We have to talk about it. It is happening. People are taking their own lives because of a lie the enemy has sold them. And so we decree and we declare right now that those lies are being arrested in the spirit. We decree and declare in this midnight hour that any lie the enemy is trying to sell you that says that your life is better off non-existent, we smash it to pieces right now with the precious blood of the Lamb, Yahushua HaMashiach, in Yahushua's name. Oh, so we declare and decree right now that that lie falls down before it even hits your head in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree right now that you are feeling the life that the Lord has for you, the life that he has sacrificed his own son to save you. You are feeling that in your heart and that there is no blockage that is stopping you from feeling fully alive. We declare and decree those dry bones come to life right now in Yahushua's name. Whew, I just felt like we had to do that just now. So y'all stay up. <laughs> stay up for everything that you know the Lord has for you. And if there is more that you would like to unpack about this prayer point. Um, do you fear the Lord? I feel like there's still more that may be ministered to you offline through Holy Spirit. Press into it during your prayer time. I encourage you to do that. Press into it even as you have your devotionals or even as you have some fasting time because it is it is something um, that I myself am still working out. So Everybody, stay up. <laughs> stay washed in the word, y'all.